that is the Black National Anthem sung by the incomparable Beyonce on her homecoming album. And what a great way um, to start the podcast with that background. Hi, this is Tenfro broadcasting from Mississippi Avenue um, in a reflective mood on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. I will start the show as I continue to reflect upon uh, Juneteenth and the meaning of freedom as we run up to the 4th of July, as well as introducing uh, new music uh, from Meg and It's a hot girl summer, but I'm not one of them, but she's singing about it, so it's all good. Um, and also just talking more about COVID and the COVID chronicles and the nonsense of anti-vaxxers in my own community, medical and African-American community, as well as uh, continuing to conceptualize and increase, expand upon my thoughts about my book um, and my contribution to science fiction. Um, and also just going over the merch uh, for that I've added for promotional merchandise for um, the Tenfold brand. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening. And if the beat live, you know Lil Juke made it. Hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thigh shit. Post me a pic, finna make me a profit. When the liquor hit, then the bitch get toxic. And that is Thought Shit, recently released from Megan the Stallion, her new single. And what do you think about this young woman? Her linguistic skills are banging. And the styling is sick. Um, I particularly live for her videos, I live for her backside shots on Instagram, I'm She is just so confident in who she is and how she looks, and she makes no excuses for it. And I'm finding more and more women that don't have that same um, self-actualization, um, they say she's too sexualized and her lyrics are this, blah, blah, blah. Well, then you don't have to listen to her, but you don't have to restrict me from listening to it because I'm going to buy it because I admire her so much just how in her strength. And also there's a little bit of beef between her and I think, uh, DaBaby, another rapper, um, just some hood crap. And they're all just too young, um, and all and he's just all up in his feelings. And people seem to have an issue, especially with black women who are strong. And she actually, um, I believe she's still basically recovering. Uh, she probably has PTSD, but she's done the work. Uh, a friend or a boyfriend shot her in the feet, Tory Lanez. And people for, keep forgetting that. You know, and the beef she's having with the baby now is making, well, the baby's making himself, uh, revealing himself as a trash human being. Um, but that's all I wanted to say on that and just the freedom. Anyone that tries to restrict your freedom to, of self-expression has no place, um, especially in the United States. And every single day they're trying to restrict your freedom as far as voting restrictions 
and the assault on transgender children. Those are true restrictions of freedom. This other stuff about being forced to wear a mask to save your life and requiring a vaccine again to save your life, that's dumb. That's not an attack on your personal freedom. Are you, but you are correct in a lot of respects. You have the personal freedom not to follow scientific data and, and not follow the rules and you just get to die because no one is going to keep risking their life being overworked just because you wouldn't follow the rules. That is ridiculous to save your life. If you don't want to wear a mask, fine, but don't put other people in jeopardy and then you force them to have to work overtime to save your butt when it was completely preventable. And I'm talking about COVID and some of the people in the protests and the restrictions because I don't get it. But I have been in a reflective mood in the, since Juneteenth for the reason and just uh, realizing what freedom really means to me and people that look like me. And I hope you enjoyed this part of the section of the show as I reflect on my personal freedom. I have been in a reflective mood as of late, and I think so since um, Juneteenth and being allowed to observe it. Uh, as I said, <laughs> they don't have any real pretensions of being woke. They just kind of are um, my current employer. And that's where I want to start out how much freedom I'm afforded as a part of the complex corporate will and my realization of being um, a journalist. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an amateur armchair journalist. I'm still learning and still getting my style. This, my podcast is a project of passion, but it allows me to have pretension that I actually have a listening audience and um, and I owe it to them to be as accurate um, as I possibly can. But not everywhere, everybody in the world has this freedom. I think as an employee of a company that pays me exactly well, it allows me to be able to explore my passions. And I, and that's if, if this is where this comes to fruition. I'm just really tickled pink that I get to do this. But again, not everyone is allowed to do this. I don't think, like this morning, and it is also in the paper, just the papers I get to read, you know, let's just go, go there. I will, I'm, I'm granted the freedom to, I wanted to, I wanted to drill that point home. I'm granted the freedom to explore my passions and to create different things without a whole bunch of restrictions. Thank you to my job. But at the same time, I also uh, have disposable income to get the Sunday New York Times here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, as well as get the local paper, the Times Free Press, and check it. This is what kills me or trips me out that not everybody else in the world gets to do that. Hong Kong, uh, former British colony, 
for several hundreds of years and then it reverted back to um, China. They were a free sovereign state within China. And everybody was, and I was thinking when they reverted back in the early 2000s and they were in or it was at 19 in the 1990s. And basically it was. How is that going to how is that going to fly? Yeah. And they've been slowly but assuredly creeping. The Communist Party has been creeping in um, and taking over operations of this well uh, moneyed capital and. We all knew a lot of us knew that the freedoms uh, were that China doesn't have to answer just like Russia. China doesn't have to answer anybody and they can tell you to kick rocks when they want to. So journalistic freedoms is also has been on attack for the past decade and it's ramped up in this past year. They just closed the last pro-democracy newspaper and arrested all of the upper um, all the members of the C-suite. This is an effort um, to control what is said about the government and to further control the thought process of the people. They can't you not the podcasts like mine, even if with my small audience are not tolerated in that part of the world. Um, You can't just say whatever you want to. Um, You can lie as long as you are supporting the government. Um, So you can do all about your rhetoric. You can tell on your uh, fellow uh, citizen uh, as long as you don't criticize the government. We got a a double-edged sword here in America where there are podcasts and there's hundreds, thousands of podcasts that are not, I, I'm, I think I'm probably one of the most green and probably one of the more wild ones because there are a bunch of people that are saying things for clicks and for likes. Um, and they actually have sponsorships and that's what they do. Now, a lot of these new shows not only has the live lose on TV, they're assaulting your brains through this particular medium. So it's like double. It's like they're doubling down. And a lot of the movie and a lot of the shows that I like to watch, um, some of the true crime series, um, some of um, the reality TV shows have follow up podcasts. So. Great idea. A, a way for the media to control what we absolutely think and do. And then you could get, um, actually, you could get kicked off a lot of these platforms if you recreate the work or eat, cre- recreate the sound without having expressed permission or paying some type of licensing fee. So that's probably one of the reasons why I haven't said a whole bunch about um, Star Trek or even Star Wars as of late, but I'm thinking about getting back into that um, in my own way because little do most people know that all of the imagery and things uh, from NASA are public domain and I'm absolutely allowed um, to utilize those things. And I'm thinking about doing a series on the Trappist system or um, the Nebula 
because it's based such a big part of my um my sci-fi series holy crap moly i'm gonna be doing that but anyways I just saw I'm sitting here on Mississippi Avenue and I just saw this big 18 wheeler come um, tootling down Mississippi Avenue. Um, I'm not going to. I did my sort um, last week or week before last now um, in North Carolina. So I won't be absolutely blocking the road. Um, Wow. It is. um, Coming up. That's the other thing I wanted to comment on. I'm also. Um, afforded the freedom that I will finally be moving my stuff out of storage in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, um, all the way here to my forever home because I close on my house um, next Tuesday. Um, I don't. Am I nervous? Yes, I'm very much nervous um, because anything could absolutely happen between now and then. Um, but I'm sleeping better, even though. I'm kind of on edge um, during daylight hours. Like this morning, I got up uh, 6.30, showered, uh, took my meds. I'm thinking about um, doing some stretching exercises uh, to kind of relax because, as as I said, I'm kind of wilding out a little bit in my mind. But, again, not everyone across the world, even in this country, gets the freedom to dream, to go after their passions, to create, allow to create. Um, I could criticize the government, but that takes a lot of energy. I want to, if I have something to criticize, I'm going to have um, come back with some solutions. And there's some things that you can complain about, but if you can't change it, why complain about it? Um, and there are other, again, there are other podcasts that actually do that probably more effectively than I can. But the, the th- weird thing is we do have a right to criticize. It doesn't mean that we w- are down with the government or anything and we don't want to work together to better things. But what it does absolutely mean is that we at least are allowed to do it and we could do it because we are afforded so many freedoms in this country that people take for granted. And I honestly think that people abuse. Um, I'm not going to promote uh, rhetoric that does nothing but tear people down um, and separate us and doesn't allow us to be together. But I'm not going to give you a buy when you actually are lying or doing the wrong thing. Being accepting and wanting to let you listen and recognizing the freedom to talk, but you can't abuse those freedoms. That is the bottom line. Um, Freedom of speech, freedom for going after a country, just uh, a corporation or someone just because they criticize you. That's what um, the second uh, the was it First Amendment rights absolutely mean. Um, the government is shutting you down. But private industries, private companies can say or do pretty much what they want to in this country. But what they can't say, or, but it doesn't mean they say should or sh- could. And that's the whole bottom line with that. So and that's where I'm reflecting on. We have so many freedoms in this country, know what they are and just don't abuse them because it's not that way across the world. 
I get to be an armchair uh, journalist just because I want to. Um, and p- people that actually have a legitimate uh, business like Apple um, newspaper in China, they get sh- absolutely get shut down and you can actually be jailed in some countries. So, again, as the run up to the 4th of July, where and after the celebration of Juneteenth for the first time in the history of this country, recognize the freedoms that we actually people have fought and died for and we should not take them for granted and neither should we abuse them. This past week just seems to be, um, again, Hot Girl Summer has officially begun, and no, I am not a part of it. But this is rooted featuring Esther Dean um, uh, from Sierra's newly released single, Rooted, of the same title. Um, And it just goes to show, as I finish my last section talking about freedom and racism, and they keep... Several conservatives um, have doubled down on stupid, I think, and they want to do, they want to ban the discussion of critical race theories in schools. But I think these TikTokers are going to basically shame them um, because they're going to talk about it anyways. If not in the school where you can actually talk about racism and it doesn't teach you to hate somebody else, it teaches the actual racist what their what their theory that theory basically calls out racism for what it is and it makes you the person not only the recipient of the racism, but also uh, the person that's perpetrating that wrong, um, how they need to change. Because change you will. Because you're damned to continue to do the same thing and make the same mistakes over and over again if you don't get to the root of the issue. And the discussion, you banning the discussion of critical race theory in public schools is not going to stop the discussion because the discussion is going to continue to go on whether you want it to or not. You will not be truly free to be you and me until you can talk, have the hard discussions. is very Beyonce heavy. But she makes these great songs. I mean, why couldn't Why she makes some of the greatest bops on the planet? Why wouldn't I have her in my show? This is for the expanded edition. Edition, Run the World Girls. Um, and this is a section I'm becoming to greatly enjoy because I find over and over again that people don't 
in just regular life, you still have to work really hard um, to find those stories that are about us. Uh, of course, women in general, but black, black, black women in particular, that, you know, that um, reflect and celebrate us. Uh, for example, um, a Hasidic Jewish woman, now she's Dr. Alexandra Friedman, uh, who has 10 children. Number one, she's probably uh, uh, part of one of the most restrictive um, societies uh, for in Judaism at this time. She's part of the Hasidic uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, uh, society and she be she graduated from medical school and secured a residency um, in pediatric. What makes this wow is because she is an Orthodox Hasidic Jewish woman and she also got 10 kids ranging in the age from 21 to like several months old and it's I don't know if it's their tradition or what, but she takes a picture of surrounded by all of her children, but they have their backs to um, the, the photo. It's very interesting, the whole setup of this picture, but I wanted to showcase her in this particular part of the podcast, um, celebrating everyday excellence. Yes, it is made up of women uh, from all racial and religious uh, uh, segments of our society, but why not highlight this woman? She actually, I read about her today um, in the New York Times. Um, one of my favorite activities on a Sunday is to read the New York Times from cover to cover, ending with the book review and the style section and getting um, further, I guess you could say, uh, further influence or inspiration um, for topics to talk about in the podcast. And it, that leads me on um, to uh, the run-up to the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. There's going to be so many great women that are going to be participating in those. And to name a few, Jordan Childs, uh, everyone here is about Simone Biles, who is the greatest, uh, uh, the greatest of all times as far as gymnastics, right up there with Nadia Komenich, um and uh, the girl, I thought she was my cousin, Hawkins is her last name, but anyways, um, but Jordan Child, there's so many other black and brown uh, women that are also um, doing, doing the thing um, as far as being part of the rainbow coalition, as you will, of the, that making up the, uh, athletes, um, in the Tokyo summer games this year. She's one of them. Um, Coco Golf. everybody hears about Serena, but Coco is going. Um, Tori Husk is a swimmer. Uh, she looks like she may be of Asian descent as well as Sunisa Lee. She's actually one of the other brown 
uh, members of the U.S. gymnastics team. There is Sydney McLaughlin, who's on track and field for the United States. She appears to be of, I don't know if she's Puerto Rican or is, or of as Latinx, or she's of mixed race descent. Oh, and this is really cute kid, Sky Brown, uh, 12 year old. Um, she's going to be lighting up the games um, in um, Tokyo. I can't believe she's 12. There's Dunisia Francis. She's actually a gymnast from Jamaica. There are, and of course, Naomi Osaki, who basically told the French Open people to pucker up and kiss her behind. Her whole uh, mixed Japanese behind, I'm just saying. Wow. And she renounced, she's a dual U.S. Japanese citizen. But she basically, is she going to compete? No, she's actually competing for Japan um, in the Tokyo Games. Wow. That's wow. Holy crap. Um, and then there's Allison Felix, uh, track and field. There is, and I'm actually going taking the time to announce everyone's name individually because these women, we should um, celebrate them. And they have names. They're individual people. They represent what makes America so great across the diaspora. And these women are amazing. Shikari Richardson just recently uh, qualified And I don't know why I'm going to be able to, I'm going to actually include a picture of her um, because it's going to be really exciting because the record-breaking Shelly Ann uh, Frazier Pierce from Jamaica, is, that's going to be the shootout on the level of Flojo level. And I'm looking forward to all of that. And she just qualified. And then there's Alephine Tilliamuk, who is a marathoner from the U.S., um, there is Simone Manuel, uh, the voice of black swimmers. There's Carissa Moore going Ono on the, um, the surfs. And then there's Dahlia Muhammad, uh, also uh, USA track and field. It is going to be so, I think the woman's lineup is going to be just so explosive, um, if everybody can just stay healthy um, in Tokyo um, and to lead up to the games. And I'm, I'm looking excited for, I'm so, so excited to see all of these women at the top of their game and the top form and representing um, the United States in this way. And in fact, women do rule the world, or girls do rule the world. Isn't that right?
the best line ever. Um, that is a newer artist to the country scene as a sister from Nashville, originally by way of Baltimore. Um, that's Britney Spencer, sober and skinny off her newly released single. She recently uh, um, headlined at the Grand Ole Opry um, just in May of 2021. And across the board, it's been recognized that there is has not for a long time been a large representation on an international, national or international uh, scene for country music artists. But the contribution of black male and female artists has can be felt in the genre because they're songwriters, but they're not the headliners. And she actually is a headliner. And... In a perfect world, recognizes her, their vices. You overdrink, she overeats. In a perfect world, he would the person to do, of course, would be sober, um, and then she would be skinny. She basically, uh, recently, when I added this to the playlist, uh, wrote was on um, and interviewed by CBS uh, uh, announcer one of the Tonys, um, or Anthony, um, the older white guy who's really into music, and how he said how delightful she was and what attracted her um, to country music, that particular genre, is because she is uh, an amazing musician. She's a great guitar player, but she likes the storytelling of the piece. So... That is what uh, originally attracted her to it. And she's been struggling and had her ups and downs and trials and tribulations. The seven years that she, when she moved from Baltimore um, to uh, Nashville to break into the scene and how she um, fought her way and wrote her way into the national um the national, she, she says she's not a size two, but the w awareness uh, of the power of her and her contribution to country music. And I think she's going to be a star and she's going to be someone that you're going to need to look out for. And it also cracks me up that um, if I continue, I love, y'all know I love to cook. And I think my Instagram posts are a testament to that. And who I absolutely follow are people like Food Beast um, and Noodle Worship and Ramen Worship and those types of things. But, so I completely understand and can relate to this song and the relatability. She has a great voice, but I also like the storytelling that she does in her music. So she's one to watch out for. And speaking of craziness, Kovic Chronicles. Still that bitch will forever be that bitch. Forever be that bitch. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm the hood, Mona Lisa, break a nigga in the pieces, had to eat some cheesy niggas on my circle like a pizza. I'm I just like that. The Meg Stallion, and it cracks me up that I go back and forth between hood rap um, to country music to lift every voice and sing, and then I end up with that shit. It's crazy. But anyways, I'm I'm that one that can do that. Um, but COVID Chronicles, um, I wanted to uh, just draw everyone's attention to the nonsense of why we are not higher in our vaccinations and why we're never will be uh, get to herd immunity if we don't continue to vaccinate all eligible adults and kids down to 12. I don't understand. Again, I'm that one, the pediatrician that doesn't, that has no problem firing families or had no problem firing families from the practice that would not vaccinate their kids. Because why wouldn't you vaccinate and, and if the, the data shows that they don't need to get that disease, and, and to ensure herd immunity, you somebody has to be vaccinated. No, it's not experimental. There are potential side effects, but can be treated and are still better than getting the COVID vaccine. I don't understand anti-vaxxers um, in the African-American community because, no, this is not an experiment. It has nothing to do with the Tuskegee experiment. And also, for the medical community that are taking uh, hospital systems to court because they require that you get this vaccine. And I'm glad the judge threw it out because it's nonsense. You're supposed to be protecting a protect yourself so you can do the work that you actually signed up for. And I don't get it why you wouldn't get the vaccine. I'm going to encourage you to continue to go um, and research um, the for yourself and use uh, quality sites like the cdc.gov as well as NIH or GetVaccineAnswers.org is also, which is from the COVID Collaborative, and it's in multiple languages, and it is so understandable to get the basic information, um, not conspiracy theory-based information, but the information that is going to actually help answer um, the questions that you actually may have. We got reports. I saw, I read an article in the New York Times today, and, and also one of my neighbors, she wants her child to get vaccinated, but the husband who, the divorced, her ex-husband doesn't want to, and he, she could, he could potentially, um, and he, I think he's just digging his, whole, his heels in because it's something that she wants to do, and I think it's ridiculous, and that, again, is what people are using this passive aggressive um, uh, tactic to bully and to control, but they're putting their kids at risk. Who, yes, children can get really sick from COVID vaccine. There are reports of uh, little four and five year olds having strokes or having a heart attack, um, 18 year olds, or they get over COVID and then they go to work out and on playing uh, uh, 
college sports and they drop dead on the field. So from an arrhythmia, but it's COVID. We'll probably had that they actually recently are, are had COVID. So it's not safer to allow you to get the natural disease because we don't know how long the immunity lasts from when you get the, the natural disease. And it turns your body so upside down, there are all these other side effects. So it would behoove you to get the protection so you don't have to get the disease and have all the potential side effects from getting the natural disease. So with that said, I just want to tell people that these anti-vaxxers in the medical and African-American community and these co these um, these um, uh, conspiracy theorists, shut up, go sit down somewhere and be adult about it. Be man enough to get the answers from reliable sources and to protect your kids because what you're doing does not make any sense to me. So there you go. And I'll stop fussing and I'm going to play more Meg the Stallion Savage. Don't let that nigga catch you up and get you back. Uh, I make a call and get a pussy nigga smack. Uh, this bitch is time I put the nigga where you at. Boy. I'm in a lamb, bitch. Catch me if you can. Ooh, I'm kicking bitches up these spots. Stelly chin. Uh, <laughs> nigga say I taste like sugar, but ain't shit sweet. <laughs> What a spectacular way to start this part of the podcast. Um, I'm going to be just talking about science fiction in general um, and the Hubble spacecraft in particular. Um, I have been working on this book, my second in my ever <laughs> uh, listeners in earnest for the past couple of months. This is a way for me again, to express my own creativity. And since one of my podcasts was removed, I keep talking about this because it got on my nerves, but anyways, since Spotify removed one of my podcasts because I read a section of another author's book without their express permission, um, even though I gave her credit for it, um, I still, I think you actually have to get a license or to pay to be able to read but so I didn't have that permission, so they removed it. So why not continue to work on my own stuff and premiere it on my show? Um, I still will be doing editions of books that I think uh, have a place for, at Tenfro, uh, my online uh, bookstore. Um, the Tenfro is reading bookstore. Um, you can actually. Um, get most of the books. Hopefully one day uh, my second book will also uh, be uh, showcased there if I could ever get it finished. But it's so much fun um, when I get uh, when I get um, encouragement and uh, things just uh, spark my creative juices, so to speak. And why not start out with this um, interpretation from the cosmos? Um, this was actually posted by the NASA Hubble 
telescope, um, their Instagram account, but it is light when it's further away uh, from the center of the source has higher pitches or the waveform comes out as higher pitches. So these x-rays can be interpreted as music. And that's what was the beginning of the show. This was the x-ray data uh, from a sonar that was interpreted as some like electronic. It sounds so like an electronic synthesizer um, to me. And this is got my creative juices flowing because I know I'm working on my sci-fi uh, book, Listeners. And then I had to, even though I'm not going to be reading uh, from listeners, a section from listeners, this podcast, this is the first part of me showing up and making sure that this truly is what people would consider science fiction because it's basically the impact of future or present science on society in the world. And so I said, okay, yes, in its broadest definition, that's what this book represents. And why wouldn't one of the main character be an astrophysicist, mechanical engineer, who also has a company like Elon Musk company, Tesla, that owns her own stationary optical radio telescope, one of the only personally owned one in the world. But after looking at Hubble, why can't Afro-Jewets also maintain their own space telescope? And I got that encouragement or that little tidbit of I'm going to be adding that twist because it also is cool that she's now she's female and she's black but also one of her partners who is of course a um, RuPaul inspired drag queen astrophysicist computational engineer that they are actually creating the science and the technology to be able to support all of those endeavors and they just stupid filthy rich because they made a mint in the beginning of the Bitcoin craze, when they uh, created some of the original algorithms used to mine uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, um, and then they had all of that currency um, was languishing and had tremendous tremendous value and they didn't even know it but they were able to not only to basically use cryptocurrency for the good to fund generational wealth for their family but also for their company um that's not that's science fiction at its greatest because there may be some people that are that but I don't know any of them. So if I don't know them, I'm going to try to make it as realistic as possible and as believable because we do live in an age where science is just wrecking things. It could be used for good. It could be used for poor. Um, wealth is not greatly um, ubiquitously um, distributed among anybody across the world. There are a handful of people that controls the majority of the wealth in our society and across the world. But why can't these people uh, be a direct 
uh, representative of one science being used for the good of mankind but also generational wealth being created by some just random idea and it all all is happening in the ancient appalachian mountains and from it uh governments and other people so they're nefarious characters that want to steal it but they can't because they realize who they are and the the strength of what um their knowledge is and using science to protect them but at the same time um saving the world at the same time from um its own destruction by humans i think that's pretty cool um and why can't we have more African American black and brown superheroes and queer people that are also superheroes. Why can't we? Um, and in my mind, we can. And if I can come up with an intelligent or legible way to create these superheroes, then why the freak not? And I think that goes into right into what's going on with the Hubble spacecraft because I know. There's a James Webb that's um, uh, space telescope that's supposed to take the place of Hubble, and it can't be too soon, even though it's been delayed now a couple of years from launching. It's now been delayed all the way until the fall, and it may not go up then. But Hubble has come to the end of its life and is getting ready to be decommissioned, and they've had some. It's been offline and had stopped writing um, and. Uh, processing data basically since I believe the 15th of June which is very sad and it's also there's an issue with the backup CPU on the unit itself so we'll see they've still been running some tests but they have not been able to restart it and that's actually I think would actually be a great loss to science if we can't restart it um, in especially in the near future because who knows it we could be have missed um a drive-by by et for all we know but more than that there's just so much to this part of the universe that we are just waiting on us to be discovered um and we just need to get that up and running as soon as we possibly can and again why not have a part of my book have uh, a privately held com company in the united states run by a black woman who is smart, who is superhero smart and maintaining their own personal uh, radio um, space telescope on the level of Hubble. Or what I was absolutely thinking is NASA was actually getting ready to decommission Hubble um, because it was taking, it was going to launch the James Webb, but Instead of decommissioning it, they took over the the Lundgrens, who are the Felicity Lundgren, the one of the main character of Af of the book, and who is the CEO of Afrojuids. Um, they take over the management of the at least the technology part of it of the NASA space, the NASA, uh, the Hubble telescope. Um, and with the help from JPL as well as from Tesla and Elon Musk, 
the astronauts still go up there to do the repairs. But when at the time of the decommissioning, um, they the entire computer system actually had to be replaced with the quantum uh, computer system created by AstroJewids. I got to figure out how all of that's going to work out, but I think it's going to be a great addition to my book. So um, as I work out the particulars of that additional um, tidbit of information, um, I'm actually going to read it um, at a later uh, podcast date. What a great way to end my podcast. A um, little squirrely there for a minute. Um, I'm going to dub myself the gregarious recluse, meaning I'm outgoing when I want to be, but I prefer to be by myself. And I don't understand why people don't get that about me. Now that I'm going to let you know, this is Tenfro getting ready to sign off from her show because um, I think I've covered a wide variety of things, a lot of um, yickety-yak about things that absolutely interest me, encouraging us to get vaccinated. Also, just a little bit of a side, the restrictive nature of what the conservatives are trying to do with us and roll back true freedoms, like the right to vote and taking away things like poll tax and other restrictive things. Um, they trying to sneak that stuff in, make sure that your registration is updated. If you're moving like I'm getting ready to do, make sure your license as well as your registration to vote is also updated if you are going to be making those big moves. Also, navigate to dalesangelsinc.blog and check out my new merch with the Tin Fro label on it. Or just navigate, if you don't buy anything, just navigate around and tell me what I should add or even a suggestion on merchandise I should carry for the show because right for the store because right now it's just predominantly um, just the Tinfo logo merchandise. Um, navigate also to my Chattanooga bookstore online. Um, pick up a great read. There's so many great things to read and listen to that are available on the store. And as, I, as always, thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives to listen to me rant about the things of the day. And let's level up with Sierra. And you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye now. Level up, level up.